For medication bills, I have no problem paying. I have no problem paying anything that's legitimate. Half the bill she sent me through a picture on text messages has her name on it, then it has my daughter's name on it. Wait, it, wait, 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 slow down, slow down. Half the things she sent you have her name and not your daughter's? Correct. This is the plaintiff, Jennifer Chayka. She says the defendant is her ex-husband, and he's refusing to pay his share of the medical bills for their two daughters who both need therapy. The defendant doesn't think the girls need therapy, but it's clear they do due to a traumatic event they suffered when they were younger. He also claims he doesn't have the money, but he has the money to buy his new wife a Range Rover, so it's time he pays her the $1,927.35 he owes. This is the defendant, Christopher Viscana. He says he and the plaintiff have a lot of trust issues since their divorce. And the medical bills she sent him had her name on them. And he thinks she's trying to get him to pay for her own medical bills, not the kids. The woman went on vacation the day his daughter was admitted to a hospital. She's a bad mother. He doesn't trust her and refuses to pay for something he's not required to. He's accused of being a deadbeat dad. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Yes. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Chaika, you are suing your ex-husband, Mr. Viscana, for $1,927.35 that you say he owes you and has not paid. Tell me what's going on. Uh, so these are the, for the medical bills for this past year. You guys got divorced how long ago? Uh, 2016. All right, and part of the divorce decree says that the way you guys are supposed to split the medical bills, correct? Right. And what it says is the first 250 every year is on you, and after that you split it. Right. Okay, huh. so these medical bills are from when and for which child? Um, they're for both children. So it's 250 for each child, and then I did the math and added it up, and that's the totals that I had came out with for the past year of 2021. Okay, so all of the bills are for 2021. Yeah. All right. So tell me, um, what kind of medical bills are we talking about? Um, so my daughters both have been in therapy for a really long time. Um, at the beginning of the year, she was seeing a psychiatrist. He had retired. So we had to find a new uh, therapist, a new psychiatrist. So the psychiatrist that they had recommended was through like a counseling center. So they wanted us to use their therapy services also. Um, I didn't feel we were getting anywhere with the prior therapist that we were using. We had been with them for a while and we weren't getting anywhere. When I had switched to the new therapist, my daughter had literally disclosed after the third visit something really traumatic that had happened to her. So I clearly the therapy was working. So we, I decided to stay with that therapist. Her father knew we were staying with that therapist and we've been with them ever since. Is this the same daughter that tried to hurt herself? Yeah. Was that when she was under the care of, 
of this therapist that we're talking about, the breakthrough yes. therapist or the, the old therapist? This is the new therapist. So that actually happened during the term of the new therapist? Yeah. Is she still seeing the same therapist? She is. Yeah, and she likes her? Yes. Okay. And we seem, she seems to be very stable. She seems to be doing really well. Great. So I don't really want to switch no, because not. then we'd have to start all over Of course again. not. Of course not. Of course not. Mr. Viscana, what's um, the problem? The problem is, is she tells me I owe her the money. I asked her if she paid the bills, and her answer is sure. I asked if the doctor's in-network or out-of-network. She says sure. Her medication bills, I have no problem paying. I have no problem paying anything that's legitimate. Half the bills she sent me through a picture on text messages has her name on it, then has my daughter's name on it. Wait, it, wait, 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 doctor, slow down, slow down. Half the things she sent you have her name and not your daughter's? Correct. Show me something she sent you that has her name and not your daughter's. I sent uh, pictures through the text messages she sent me through the case. Okay, give me one moment. What is the plan for repayment of medical expenses for last year? And then she goes through the amounts. Your response is, you can't hit me up at once for these. And what doctors were they for? Were they in network? You're supposed to let me know when and where before you take them. She responds, you know every time I take them to the doctors. You respond, no, not really. You never let me know. She says, doesn't matter. It doesn't say how I have to ask for reimbursement. You respond, it does. I have to approve of medical. Mom says, I'm not begging for money every time I take them to a doctor's appointment. You respond, 50-50 shared custody. To which you respond, I'll just see you in court. Lack of communication. I had no idea what doctors my daughters were seeing at what time. Well, she did you ever ask? She communicates anything. Did you yeah, ever ask? of course. And she would yeah, refuse. She's like this, Let me talk. I'm, I'm, say, I, I, stop, okay. stop. Listen to me. Did you ever ask her what doctor is the child going to? How is it going? Uh, did you ever know anything about the, you know, the breakthrough and the revelations and all that other stuff? I mean, do you do you ask? She never told me that she did told you her ask? therapist this. Did you Absolutely ask? Absolutely, I asked her. Do you ever talk to the therapists? Never. Why not? We, I, because... I'm not allowed to communicate with her doctors. Her gen would sign an order saying that they can only talk to her. I what are you talking about? I just read a text from the doctor saying, asking you to coordinate benefits, and your only question is not, hey, how is my daughter doing? It's, are you in network? I did that form last week. So it's not true that they won't talk to you. Where do you get that? Because once I try calling her one doctor for, her, for a different reason... Okay, no, said, for every allowed. doctor, every reason, you have to be on it as someone to talk to. That's true. But that's yes. just a form you got to fill out, and that's on you. The, the onus is on you to fill out that form. Why wouldn't you just do that as her father? Because I'd never get invited to these things. I had no idea what Why are you sitting around waiting for an invitation? No, if no, your daughter actually, this is how it went. My daughter doesn't feel safe with Jen. Jen kept this to herself until this psychiatrist reached out to CPS. Child Protective Services. Child Protective Services then called me, and I dropped everything I was doing, ran to my daughter, and asked her what happened. And she told me what happened. And that was Miss Chaika's weekend, and they, she refused to go with Miss Chaika because she doesn't trust her because she puts her in harm's way. That's not the case. It's Can not the case, okay. but this is the reason why I don't trust you. Miss Chaika? Um, did your daughter come to you with this revelation and did you 
not believe her? I did believe her. I just didn't know how to respond properly. Liar. Okay, Mr. Viscana, I'm not talking to you right now. Ms. Chaika, um, what did you do when she brought the revelation to your attention? It was a whole thing. So I was going to speak to her about it. She, I had, she had told me, and I was with my other daughter, and we were taking a walk, and it was just, I didn't want my other daughter to be there. So then I was going to speak to her after school. So when I came home from after school, the au pair had already brought her to my mother's house. So then I had called and told my mother that I was going to pick her up in the morning to speak to her in the morning about it. And Dietus had already showed up at my house when I was after school, after school that day. So I didn't get a chance to speak to her. How do you not get a chance to speak to your daughter about some kind of revelation of this magnitude? I mean, that's pretty important. Tell your other daughter to skip home and talk to her right where you are. But but I'm more concerned about what you did, like, when this happened. Was there going. Okay, Mr. Viscana, I'm going to tell you for the second and last time that I am not talking to you right now. I'm in the middle of asking her a question. I will get back to you, but you can't just shout out this is not a sports game, okay? Let's talk about... Um, the bills. He's complaining about this one because it has you listed as the patient name. And what's your response to that? I mean, did you also there see the counselor on your own for... I mean, not on your own. Obviously, this is all a related issue. But did you uh, also, yeah. as a patient, see that counselor? Uh, yeah, I went through the that counseling also. Okay, so this one actually has your name as the patient. Yeah. I, I just kind of did it quickly to show him. I really wasn't going through, like, all the bills and, like, it was kind of like a guesstimate, really. Okay. Was what I was well, I'm, not, I'm beyond guesstimate. Now you're, right. it's a lawsuit. So would you say that this bill then is probably yours and not hers? That's what I'm asking. I have no idea. Well, I, then, okay. Is there any other bill besides that one where you saw that irregularity? Because that's one out of all of the bills, Mr. Viscana, that you haven't paid including yeah, dental was... bills, medical bills. There's a bunch of bills you haven't paid. I mean, you say in your answer well, to the complaint, I don't want to seem like a deadbeat dad, but there, it's your, your real problem <laughs> is that you weren't asked for the money along the way all year long, but that's not really an answer. That is the answer, because then our, we have to agree to the services that goes going to. So when you get a bill, wouldn't you be like, hey. When have you ever objected $200? to the counselor that she had? When have you ever objected? She Other always than- told me she was in network. She always told me she was in network and it seemed like it was helping my daughter. I never knew these bills. I'm sorry, you texted time. the doctor yourself and the only question no, you asked... or she texted me. No, no, the doctor. Right, the doctor yeah. said you need to fill out these forms, you need to do this, and we need to coordinate the benefits, we need to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I did that two weeks ago, are you in network? Not, how's my daughter doing? I'd like to speak with you, my ex-wife is really difficult, I want to be a part of my daughter's therapy. None of that, just... One question from you. Are you in network? Right? Yeah. You know that therapy is very, very unique, right? It's not like going to a dentist or going to... They've got a gel for there to be progress. You want your daughter to have progress, right? Mr. Viscano? Absolutely. Right. So if if your daughter is happy with this out-of-network doctor, why would you want her to change? I never said she wanted to change. I just asked a simple question if she was in network or out of network. That's all I asked. I didn't well, no, in the lawsuit, you say she's, she, my, she's lazy and she won't get an in-network doctor. The doctor stays. The doctor that works is the one that stays in-network or out. Yeah, but I'm the one that takes care of my daughters, not her. 
And my other question is, if she even paid these bills yet, why can't I pay the doctors directly? I have no problem writing a check to a doctor. Writing a check to Ms. Chica is out of the question. Well, if let's see if it's out of the question. She paid it. If but she paid them, I have no problem paying I them. included my bank statement showing that the payments that were you made. You never sent me a bank statement. Yeah, you don't you have to see it. I have anything. to see it. You know, the irony of all ironies, when she tallied it for the lawsuit, she didn't include that bill that has her name on it. So she may have sent you a picture of it, Mr. Viscana, but she actually isn't suing for that, that bill. Okay, but that's yeah, what yeah. she's saying she's owe me. So, yeah, no, you know, I, 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 I understand right. that that would make you um, a little nervous about her accounting. However, she didn't end up including it. Her medication portion of it, I have no problem helping her with that because I know it's been paid for. I don't know if she's taking this money and using it for herself to go on vacation and not paying the doctor. Well, she's not because I'm seeing it on her bank statements. I'm, I'm tallying them up right now, so give me a second to finish tallying. Yeah, no, she's, she's paid the doctor, so it's time for you to pay her because um, that's who is owed, not the doctors. The doctors have all been paid. Now, let me ask you a question. You keep talking about her taking vacations when she's needed. Why are you saying that? Because the day my daughter comes home, Ms. Chaika refused to see her, and she went to Greece. I mean, for me, saying, oh, my daughter is impatient. Oh, that's okay. I'm just going to go to Greece. Just take care of my kid, and that's that. She doesn't care. She doesn't care about well, any of this. And I don't, my daughter I don't think it's accurate her. for you to say that she doesn't care. Uh, um, I, I would like to hear your response to what he just said, Ms. Chaika, because the person picking therapists, switching therapists, and all that is her. You have zero knowledge uh, of any of... And I, and I think you have a job as a father also to try to figure out what is going on and whether the therapy is helping. Your concern should not just be, are you a network? Now, Ms. Chaika, let me ask you, did you want to respond to what he was saying, that you left town when your daughter was hospitalized or when she came out of the hospital? She was already home, and I have her all year long, and I did ask right. my daughter. Stop, Mr. Viscana, please a... do not speak when I am talking to a different It was a witness. planned family vacation with my mom and my brothers. Okay. And um, we canceled, and then my brother had already taken the time off, and I was very stressed. And, you know, I, she lives with me, and she can spend a week with her father. Okay. And I just, I did. I went away, and but I just needed it, to clear my head. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, but she has to have been very mad at you. Wasn't she mad at you? Um, I asked her, and we have. She was mad to begin with because of everything that had happened. It was, you know, I let something bad happen to her. Right. So have I just, you two you worked know, through that now, or we're in therapy, and yes, we've. No. Yes. No. I would. I didn't ask you, Mr. Viscana. No. But she I got to tell you, you know, your hatred of her is so overpowering that I, I'm concerned no. that. Everyone here should be thinking about someone other than yourselves, and that I'm saying that to both of you. Um, it doesn't help the mother-daughter relationship for you to put nails in her coffin. It doesn't help the father-daughter relationship either for you to put nails in his coffin. You two should be working. I know you can't work together, but you two should at least have the same goal, which is to repair things so that your children are happier. That should be your goal. Right, Mr. Viscana? That should be your goal. Not saying, Man. no, it's not your horrible, you're a horrible man. It should be, the goal should be repairing things um, because it's bad enough, uh, the distrust that your daughter will have for you if a portion of what he's saying is correct, all right? 
All right, based on, I come up with, a, with figures slightly different than your figure. Um, so I deduct the 500 from the bills that I have proof of. That comes up to $3,009.80, half of which would be his responsibility, which is $1,504.90. That means I am finding in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of $1,504.90. Mr. Visconti, what do you think about the uh, Viscana, the, the outcome of the case? You seem a little upset. Well, yeah, I'm a little upset because it's just the way she goes about her business and she never talks about anything to me and never showed me proof that she actually paid. If she shows me proof she paid the doctors, then I would pay her. If she didn't, said, I still owe the doctors, I wrote a check to the doctors. What is your relationship with your daughters, both of them, by the oh, way? We, we have an awesome relationship together. Okay. Well, yeah. good luck to you, but you have to give your uh, former wife $1,504. Let's see how uh, Ms. Chikaya feels about that. Ms. Chaika, I'll get it. How are you today? What do you think about the I'm outcome good. of the case? Have you learned anything from this experience? I communicate with him. He just doesn't communicate back. Well, hopefully that will be cleared up now with, you know, with luck. Anyway, good luck to you. You have prevailed in the lawsuit, and that will bring this case to a close. Thank you. Harvey, what are your thoughts? Doug, I got to tell you, when you have a custody agreement and situations like this, of course you should, get as specific as possible. If you are not getting along with your ex, you've just got to set the ground rules. And it, that involves who gets the kid during vacations, during holidays, who pays various bills. The more specific, the less likely you're going to end up back in court. Hey, judges, my neighbor wants us to cut our pine tree down because the pine cones fall on her side of the fence. She said she can make us cut it down. Is this true? No. Uh, <laughs> normally, the liability that you would have for stuff that falls out of a tree on your property that sticks out onto the other property, you're not going to have liability unless it's a diseased tree that's likely to cause damage and you can see that it's diseased or you're on notice that it's diseased. And then it but, falls and damages right. someone's right. car. Right, something then you'd be and liable for it because you should have known it was diseased. Exactly. But pine cones falling are just right. pine cones falling, pal. Right. And, and the problem is sometimes the wind blows stuff into the yard. Yeah, sure. And, and that's, and that's happen. just part of living right. in the great outdoors. Right. So you don't get to sue somebody for that. You try to get along with your neighbor yeah. as best you can. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. This is the plaintiff, Sylvette Shamlin. She says she was traveling to work when a piece of metal flew off the top of the defendant's truck and the debris hit her windshield, cracking it. 
She made multiple attempts to settle with the stubborn, uncaring defendant. She refuses to be ignored any longer and is suing him for the $477 it'll cost for a new windshield. This is the defendant, Samuel Carball. He says nothing flew off his truck, and this lady's trying to get him to pay for something he didn't do. He pays $14,000 a month in insurance. He knows road debris gets kicked up all the time, and he's sorry. But this lady should go through her own insurance because he's not paying. He's accused of cracking a lady up. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says a piece of metal flew off the defendant's truck and cracked her windshield in half. But the defendant says that nothing fell off his truck and he's not paying for something he didn't do. It's the case of you're the wind beneath my cracked windshield. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Shamlin, you are suing Carbo Trucking because according to you, d debris fell off their truck and damaged your windshield. Is that correct? Yes. What happened? So I was traveling home when I, I was beside the truck, the 18-wheeler truck. They were traveling in the middle lanes. I was in the far right lane. And I saw this piece of, I, I think it was metal, just flying off the roof of the truck and hit my windshield and it bounced off. Are you, are you suggesting that you saw it coming from the roof of the truck? Yes, I saw it come off the roof of the truck. How could you see that? I mean, you don't know it's coming, so you don't know to pay attention to the roof of the truck. You're paying attention to the road, and then, bam, something hits your windshield. How do you know it came off the roof of the truck? It wasn't that much, it wasn't that much traffic out there. So I was, I was next to it, but behind it. So you're assuming it came off of that truck? I saw it come off the truck. The, yeah. um, I'm having a little of bit truck. of difficulty with that concept because you're suggesting that you see a piece of metal come off the truck and then come at mm -hmm. you and then hit your windshield that you know came from the truck. That's not how this stuff mm -hmm. happens. You're driving along and boom, the windshield cracks. And then you're looking around to see who might have done it. Um, that's really the natural way this kind of, I mean, I've lived a long life, you know, I know how this works. Um, so I don't know that you could have actually seen it come off the truck, but what happens? Do you stop the truck or call the cops or what, what do you do? Well, what after it happened, I tried to get his attention. I tried to beat the horn, but I couldn't get his attention. So I got off my exit and then I filed a police report. Okay. Um, so, Mr. Carbo, tell me how you learned that something happened and that you were going to get sued. Uh, Sylvette contacted me by phone, and she told me that something flew off the top of the truck and broke her windshield. And uh, Was a truck hauling truck... debris? What kind of truck was it? Was it a garbage truck? What was it? No, ma'am, we haul mail. Oh. Um, I'm a contractor for the U.S. Postal Service. It's a closed van trailer. Okay, so here we have a picture of the crack. Wow, that crack went right through, didn't it? Mm -hmm. yes. Pretty quickly. When did you yes. take that picture, actually? Because usually it takes a while for the spider to crawl. That picture was like two days after. Yeah, I know. All right, let's see the video you have. See how I was behind it, so I was able to see something flew up. You can see something coming out of it. You know, hopefully That's your eyes are on the road and not on the top of the truck and the van. You know, that, that I don't know. Um, okay, so I can definitely see that you're videoing him, and I, uh, videoing the truck, 
and I can definitely mm -hmm. see that you're videoing the, the license plate. It's a closed truck. Um, I just, I'm, I, I guess I'm having grave difficulty understanding how something flew off the top of the truck. Um, how, how do you know it's not the truck hits a, hits a rock, the rock goes flying, the rock ends up breaking your windshield, which would not be the truck's fault. That's just one of those things. Do you have insurance on your car? I do, yes. And usually the, the windshields are free. They don't even charge you a deductible because this kind of thing happens so often. Did you ever call your own insurance? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, were you worried that there would be a deductible and that they... Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a deductible. Now, on windshields, usually there aren't. Um, Mr. Carbo, what was it... You, what discussions did you have with Ms. Shamlin? Um, I told her on the phone that, <clears throat> you know, she could... Con she was welcome to contact my insurance. Um, I told her that it's a comprehensive claim. It used to be an act of God, they called it years ago. But uh, it's a comprehensive claim, and it, you know, goes towards her insurance. Okay, I don't know what you're saying, but you gave her... Did you give her your insurance information? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, well, then how is she welcome to call your insurance if she doesn't know what company you use? I, I, told, that, I told her that I would uh, call my company, which I did. I called, you know, told them what happened, and they said, okay, if you hear anything else from her... To, yeah, uh, that's not the same as giving her your insurance information. Um, here's the thing. If, if you hit a rock and the rock jumps and the rock breaks, it, it, that's, that's not your fault. That's just, you know, environment. But if there's something faulty on the top of your truck and it's loose and you're negligently maintaining your truck and it goes flying and it, it busts somebody's windshield, you would be responsible. That's not a, an act of God and that's not something she would have to... I just don't think there's any oh, of evidence of, of that here. Um, I'm just not, you know, I'm not seeing the proof, you know? I don't think there's any I way have... in hell that you're driving on the road on an expressway, going 55 miles an hour, looking at the roof of the, of the truck next to you. I think you suspect something happened, from, you know, from the truck, because that's the only other, other vehicle near you, but I don't think you really saw a piece of metal fly off the top of the truck and hit you. I don't believe that. Um, you're not even sure it was a piece of metal. Of course you didn't see it before it hit you. Go ahead, Mr. Carbo, what were you going to say? I was going to say we did have the uh, trailer checked out, and um, the roof is intact. The, the roof is one solid, one solid piece, piece. Of, yeah. yeah, of aluminum front to back. Ms. Shamlin, um, contact your insurance company. I virtually guarantee that not only were your, it doesn't count against your rate, but also you're probably not going to pay an, a deductible. Okay, because they don't want you driving around with a crack in your windshield. That's going to cause a different accident where they're going to have to pay a ton of money. <laughs> All right. Uh, my verdict in this case is for the defendant. I don't find that you've proven that this was an act caused by that truck. That's my verdict. Ms. Uh, Ms. Shamlin, you heard the judge. She thinks that you ought to talk to your insurance agency and uh, get some money from them rather than from him. What do you think about that? I'm disappointed, but I guess I'll call my insurance. Okay. That's your own. That's the only thing you can do at this point, and you should have probably done mm -hmm. that in the beginning. Okay? All right. Sorry you didn't win. Uh, Mr. Carver, let me ask you something. Do you think it's possible it could have been a rock that your tire kicked up in her car? Maybe? Well, I wasn't the driver, but it's possible. You know, things like this happen all the time. About a week yeah. later, uh, a rock we don't know what hit one of the trucks you know it actually hit the corner and threw glass all over the inside of the truck 
Yeah. Anyway, listen, you yeah. prevailed in the case, and congratulations. Good for you. All right, Harvey. Well, I mean, the reason the plaintiff lost the case, Doug, is it is simply speculative to think that something fell off his truck that cracked her windshield. I mean, it could have been something on the ground, as the defendant argued in court, but it can't be speculative. If you're going to win a case, you got to win it with evidence. So, Judge John, your eldest brother is a doctor at an ER. What's the strangest case he ever had? My brother was an ER doc for, I guess, about 30 years. And when he first started, right in the early part of his career, uh, they got a call in the emergency room that the paramedics were bringing a guy in who had been gored by deer antler, right? And he had a bunch of, uh, he'd been kicked and gored by, by a deer. And my brother said, we were scratching our heads going, well, how does that happen? How do you get kicked? Deers usually run the other way when you're near them. They don't even come near you. And the guy comes in and he's got, you know, cuts and bruises and they had to stitch him up. And it turned out he had been driving his pickup truck home and he came upon a deer that looked like it was dead by the side of the road. So he had a rear seat in his pickup and he just, he had all his tools in the back. He said, I'll just put the deer in the back seat. There wasn't a lot and of what, blood. And what, eat it? He like he just thought it, it was roadkill yeah, and he was going to eat it. He wasn't moving. Yeah, he was going to take it home, probably skin it, eat it. So he puts it in the back seat. He starts driving down the road and the deer comes around. <laughs> <laughs> starts kicking, kicking him, thrashing its head. It gored him in the neck. It kicked out his windshield and destroyed his car. Did the deer get out? I don't know what became of the deer. He didn't tell me that part. He just oh, I'd like me, to know what happened to the deer. Uh, I'm sure it didn't end well. But what do you do with when you have a deer in the back seat like that? Not, yeah, I don't know. You know don't put yourself in that position. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> to start with. That. This is the plaintiff, Renardo Berry. He says he purchased a scooter from the defendant's shop and left a $500 deposit with the understanding the defendant would let him finance the rest. He comes to find there was a third-party financing company. They rejected his application for credit. And now, the selfish defendant won't return his 425 bucks. That's why he's here, suing him. This is the defendant, Phil Waters. He says the plaintiff decided to go to a financing company for a loan. And for whatever reason, he was denied. He tried to explain to him that deposits are non-refundable. The plaintiff doesn't seem to understand that concept. Now it's up to the judge to explain it to him. He's accused of scooting around the issue. All parties... Please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case of the docket. The plaintiff says he was hoodwinked when he bought a scooter from the defendant who promised him financing but then reneged on the deal. Now, the defendant says the financing company denied the plaintiff's loan and his deposit is simply non-refundable. It's the case of Scooter. He hardly knew her. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Barry, tell me what happened. Well, I went into a scooter store to purchase a scooter, and when I found the scooter I wanted, he said you had to have a $500 down payment before you can go any further. So I gave him the $500 off my what credit card. What do you mean card. by before you can go any further? Were you going to buy it outright, or did you need financing? No, I needed financing, and I explained to him before we even put the $500 down that I needed financing. He said, yes, we have a finance company, so once you get your receipt, you go home, you go on the Internet, and then you proceed to fill out the application, and then 
once you get your reply, then we'll go from there. Okay. So what happens? So I did, I got denied. It checked out the next day. It says, sorry, we were unable to uh, finance you at this time. Do you know so why I you got back. denied? No, I did not. I waited and waited, even called them. No answer to tell me why I got well, what, denied. What's My your credit, credit like? Good. 720 at the time. So why do you think you got denied? It was basically just a simple form to fill out on the Internet. Your name, your address, your appointment. How much? Did you, you ever you find out, money? Mr. Waters, why Mr. Berry was denied? Well, unfortunately, the credit lenders don't provide us with that information. Okay, so what happens is he's denied. He can no longer buy it. And then he comes up to you, Mr. Waters, and says, I'd like a refund of my deposit. And what do you tell right. him? Actually, when this uh, came up, we understand the situation. We feel terrible for him. The first thing that we offered him was we offered to give him uh, $425 of his $500 deposit back. Um, it's not something we have to do in the case of a deposit. It's mostly a good faith thing that we do. We want to keep people happy. We'd like to have them thinking about our company in the future if they decide to, or if their financial situation changes. He did not like that idea. And uh, we didn't hear anything back from him until we did hear from the credit company for the card he presented to us. He was doing a chargeback. Uh, once the client has initiated a chargeback on his credit card purchase, then we can no longer offer. Well, you uh, could, but you don't want to. Right, because okay. the chargeback. You could. Is you could do whatever you want. 6%. You just don't want to. Yeah. Because. We don't want to. Right. And you know I got why. you. I got you. Right. You know, because he's looking at, Mr. Barry, he's looking at the document, your invoice, which tells you that all deposits are non refundable. Right, yeah. Mr. Barry? Yeah. At the time, I didn't see the receipt until. The transaction was finished. And then I asked him about that. He said, that's on discretion of the company. He said, it's always there on the receipts. Right. So I said, what do that mean? So he said, in a certain cases, we, we do hold the deposit. But in your case, it's, it's not like that. He said, you just put that down, pay me down, well, and that's it. Okay, watch this. Did that discussion happen, Mr. Waters? Thank you. Uh, definitely not. You should understand that deposits are non-refundable by default because the whole idea is that you're holding an item and you're getting them to order it. So when they... Did you actually end up ordering another motorcycle to replace this one? We did. Right. So, that, you know, the idea is that you're, you're holding something and you're entering into a contract. It isn't his fault that you didn't qualify. I don't even know why you didn't qualify if, if your credit was so good. I'm... There has to be a reason, and I, I don't know what the reason is, but there also are other places you can go to get a loan and buy the scooter you wanted to buy. So um, instead of doing that, you want your money back, and he tells you, look, the receipt says deposits are non-refundable, but, you know, it's at our discretion, um, and so we'll return 425 You don't like that, then you go fight it with the credit card company, then you lose. So they're telling you... Wow, you should have been working with him and uh, see what he says. So what does he say? He says, I was going to give you $425. But then you went and tried to get it the other way because I can't even keep $75 for wasting my time and ordering a new machine. All right. So, Mr. Waters, let me be very clear. You have to do nothing. You are well within your rights to do nothing. What are your thoughts? You want me to just rule? You know what? I would love it if you would go ahead and rule because, as you can understand, we probably see this 15 times a year. 
um, where it's just the consumer's lack of understanding or lack of education. And I think that using this forum to help educate people maybe would prevent this in the future. That's a pretty good point. Everyone out there needs to understand that deposits are non-refundable unless they state they're refundable. When you have an invoice that clearly tells you the deposit is non-refundable, if you don't like it, take a big magic marker, cross it out, and have both sides initial it that it doesn't pertain to you. But you really need to know the legal ground you're standing on before you threaten the other side or, you know, take, take a stand. Know if you're standing on solid ground or quicksand. And you were standing on quicksand because he's 100% right. Verdict for the defendant. Uh, Mr. Barry, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure, sympathize with you right now. But what are your thoughts? I wish it would have went the other way. But you have to learn the law. And now I know. And I know not to make that as a, a mistake again, ever again. So you never did get a motorcycle then, right? Or a bike? No, did, never did no. get one. And I lost $500, I see. <laughs> yeah, well... See, that's kind of a shame. Uh, that's why folks, I'm sure, yeah. sympathize with you. All right, Mr. Waters, uh, you must feel better now because you know you're in the right, correct? Thanks, Mr. Llewellyn. I appreciate that. Um, I feel terrible that Mr. Barry, in fact, that's why we offered him the ability to, you know, help them out in the situation. Uh, but this is uh, one of the things that happens when you own your own business. So it's sometimes a matter of respect and sometimes it's a matter of business. I, but again, I feel sorry for Mr. Barry, too. Me too. <laughs> you know? Yep. And I Absolutely. know you do, too. Harvey? Okay, Doug. So this is a case involving non-refundable deposits. And that's a big issue in the law. When is a deposit non-refundable? First of all, if it doesn't say non-refundable, it's refundable. If it says non-refundable, that is enforceable. And a judge will say, hey, tough luck. Too bad. So sad, as Judge Millian says. However, there's one exception. If the non-refundable deal is so unconscionable that it would just really upset the conscience of a reasonable person, then there is an out and the judge could return the money. Scariest moment of your life. Easy for me to answer what the scariest moment of my life was. Um, our daughter Christina was about six years old and I took her to this little Christmas festival in our town. Um, it was really crowded and all of a sudden she wandered off a couple of feet and boom, we got cut off and I couldn't find her. And it just, I was shattered for, uh, must have taken yeah. almost an hour. What was your first before. move? I called you, I think. Right. Yeah. Sophie was two days old and we had right. just brought Sophie back right. from the hospital that day. Right. Your first move was called to you. call Make the it lady, better, Marilyn. The, Do the something. lady who had just spit out a baby two days earlier. And I remember I had to drive out there because you were freaking out. And while I was driving out there to help you find her, I had to put the baby in the carrier. Right. I'm driving, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing pampers. That's I had right. a baby two days earlier. Yeah. I'm driving right. over to the, to the park and I'm telling you, call the police, talk to the police, find a police officer. And when you right. did that, the police officer said, yes, a woman just brought her over to another officer. Hold on. We'll and that's what had happened. She had just wandered off and she got lost and then she started crying and a nice lady right. connected you with her. Right. And that, at the time I was a prosecutor and I knew a lot of bad things. That's the problem. So you know what you know, can happen and you know how quickly it can uh, happen. There's nothing like you know, losing a child, whether it's for an hour or forever. There is no fear like, like those first few moments. Right.